0: Which brings us to principle number seven, which is a local one. What's the inward migration? What is the job creation? People go where jobs grow, and values in real estate grow where people go. So when you see a lot of immigration into a specific town, then you want to know, or you can rest assured that that's maybe where you should be investing. I mean, right now there's huge job creation in Calgary, Edmonton, the north of B.C., but there's very few jobs in Vancouver Island or some other parts in the interior. And the reality is that those real estate values are suffering or benefiting from those factors. So ask yourself, the market that you want to invest in, is there a lot of inward migration or is there an outflow of people? In the principle number eight, The demand and supply, well, for each area you have listing studies, sales studies. Your local realtor should send you that information on a regular basis. And if you have a large increase in listing and a sharp decline in sales, price declines will follow. No question about it. When there's less demand, prices follow. The U.S. is a good example. Dozens of times in our history are a good example. And you can study Europe. You can study around the world when demand falls off and supply increases, values crash. They may hold for a while, but that's always the outcome. So ask yourself, in the area that you want to invest in, is the demand rising? What do the statistics tell you? In principle number nine, the question of affordability. Well, for the major markets of Hong Kong and Vancouver and Manhattan or London, it doesn't matter. For 23 years, Vancouver has never been affordable ever. At any time, we always had over 60%. However, there's a huge difference in smaller markets. Affordability is an issue if you go to small towns where there's limited employment, limited job value growth. And so you have to be very cautious if you were to go into a small town Alberta or a small town BC or small town Ontario. Affordability is very important for you to look at. And then there is the question of interest rates. In general terms, interest rates don't determine market values by themselves. For instance, in the late seventies, our interest rates went from nine percent to sixteen percent. But because we believed our but because we believed our prices were continuing to rise and they did, from eighty thousand to one hundred eighty, we kept buying real estate even with those high interest rates. But there comes a point when, particularly at that point in, in the beginning of 2013, where we had low, lifetime low interest rate values, and based on those low interest rates of, say, 2% or 3% for a mortgage, we now have taken on those mortgages and some people have stretched to the end of their own affordability, then it can become an issue. A 2% increase from here, or 3 which would be normal to have a 4% or a 5% or 6% interest rate, normally over time, then it will make a difference. So that's why we would urge you to always, always tie up your investment mortgage to the length of the investment that you plan to keep, because you want to sleep at night. And yes, we've had times in the past where interest rates just soared. Now, one of the principles that we teach in our investment course is that you make the most money on the day you buy, and we always get a flack on that and say, well, Ozzy, it's already much more than it was last year. But in any specific markets, there are good deals and bad deals. In fact, it's never the market. You buy a specific property in a specific area with your own specific criteria. I've never heard anybody saying, well, Ozzy, um, I made a lousy deal, but at least it was a good market. I mean, who cares? right? The important thing is, you know, understand that you want to buy below market value. And that means... You have to make offers, you have to understand what values are in your local marketplace and then you try to maybe work with a buy owner deal or you make offers to to beat out some, uh, some circumstances that the owner finds himself. Some owners have been in their homes for 20 years and they paid peanuts compared to what they could sell it for today and whether they get 10 or 20 thousand less is not so important to them than it is to you. Now, there's some things that you can do in order to establish market value. Get a good local realtor, a realtor that practices real estate and not practices on you, and get him to send you in the area that you have picked always the price reductions every day. Because the important thing is you want to realize that there are good and bad deals, and you want to see the good ones. So get a realtor to get you that list. Secondly, you want to get on the invitation list of all the apartment building. Uh, launches I mean the worst can happen you get invited to a pre-sale meeting and you get some free shrimp <laughs> but you also learn what is in the future how much product is there coming what's the demand and supply and what are the asking prices which will help you determine a good deal there are always other little things you can do I like to see for instance a sign from an out-of-area realtor in on a property that is in an area that I might want to buy because generally the auto of turn out-of-town realtor, maybe the Richmond realtor has a sign on a property in Coquitlam or downtown, his interest is likely going to be very strong to help you close that deal because likely the person in that Coquitlam area made an offer in Richmond subject to the sale of his house. The other thing is he may not know market values as well. Another thing that you can do is take a look at some developers have not hired an expert to help them market their condominiums, and they sell some of the best ones first.